Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Monday, March the 14th, 2022, and y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy Ray G, and I'm glad y'all decided to wake y'all asses up this Monday morning. We have a good one. Um, you know, we were talking pre-show. I I, I don't I don't want to bury the lead, Jay. I don't think there's any any kind of buildup or or anything like that that needs to happen. The GOAT is back, baby. The GOAT is yes, back. Sir. Tom Brady in the building, baby. After a 40-day retirement, Tom Brady announced that he will be returning to the Bucks for his 23rd season. I'm pretty sure, Jay. I I, I would I I think there's a strong possibility, probability, possibility that somebody either in the building this morning or that will watch this video later today isn't even 23 years old, which is crazy. He's been in the league for 23 years. And still at the top of his game. I don't know about you, man. I'm pretty happy. I, I just it's dope to see this, man. Like the, the the shit that we're witnessing and getting to watch with Tom Brady playing playing football, it's like the Michael Jordan of our era, right? You know, my first me personally, the first sort of like um memory that I have of MJ was, I believe it was the 96 finals versus the Seattle Supersonics. Like that's when I was old enough to remember like Michael Jordan. And I, and even at that point I was still young, so I didn't fully appreciate how good Michael Jordan was, but that was my earliest memory of like MJ. So to see Tom Brady, I remember watching him in Michigan to see him in his 23rd year. I mean, that is absolutely insane. Uh, good morning to you, Chris, Ricardo, Ty in the building, Shane, Joe, Caleb, Marlon, Rowe, uh, another Marlon in the building, Mike A always in the building, Joe Sanchez always checking us out, she is always here, uh, Tim, Brent, man, it's just a good crew this morning, Rico's in the building, hot damn, uh, Chris, so man, it's, it's dope, glad y'all have tapped in this morning, uh, Jay, I put you on, took you off, you do too... You, you do your facial expressions as I'm talking. It's just too much. It throws me off my game. I got to get you off the screen if you're going to keep doing that shit. But how are you doing this morning? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, you know, Tom Brady's back. It's it's always good for football when Tom Brady's in it. It's crazy because you were like, oh, Jay, we got to pull all the records that Tom Brady hasn't broken. And I was like, Ray, it's okay. Relax. He has all the records. He's already yeah. broken all the records. Yeah, and it reminded crazy. me of the skit of Kanye West and Kobe Bryant when he's like, but Kobe Bryant, how many records can my records break? And yeah. Kobe's like, more records, more right? Records. It's just, yeah. That's what Tom Brady's doing. He's just trying to extend all yeah. these records that he has. But like you said, man, for the Bucks, they're obviously excited. Mike Evans, LFG, you know, Justina Anderson posting that Bruce Arians texted her the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's a good day for Bucks fans, and they got one more year to run it back, at least confirmed, and then we'll see from there. But excited to watch Tom Brady back again with the Bucks. 
and all the ramifications that come with that, right? Like we saw Ryan Jensen was extended yesterday. The first big move that we expect to see the Bucks going back to all in again. Um, where do you kind of stand with the Bucks now and Tom Brady being back and kind of the other well, thing for us is in fantasy, what are we doing with them? Well, yeah, I mean, we'll get into all that. We'll, 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 we will get into the Bucks and the fallout and the ramification first and foremost. If you're here tapping in for the first time, welcome. We appreciate you. Smash that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Like the content on the channel. Subscribe to the Wake Up with Ray G feed. Elite Seekers, uh, 4D Chess, off the line on the Destination Debbie radio channel. Make sure you check out the dope content creators. Uh, if you want more access to us, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Get access to our exclusive community, Discord, all that stuff. And then prize picks, man. Hey, listen, I know a lot of y'all are March Madness fans. So they are running a crazy March Madness tournament, right? So starting on 317, you got to opt in. So you got to go to prize picks, opt in. If you're a first-time depositor, use the promo code WAKEUP. They match you dollar for dollar up to 100, 100 bucks. Uh, I, I have no clue what's going on in college basketball this year, but you better believe I will be participating in the promos that Prize Picks drops. So make sure you use that promo code WAKEUP. Uh, you can click the link in the description. We have it right there. Make sure you tap in. Uh, we had a good weekend in, in betting this weekend. Thank goodness for Kevin Durant going ballistic uh, versus the New York Knicks. Uh, it was a good It was a good weekend as far as the NBA prop bets. Um, but yeah, man, uh, and even before Brady, just get some stuff out of the way. We still have pro days. You know, the NFL draft is six weeks away, I believe at this point in time, five or six weeks away. We still have some pro days. We saw Traylon Burks opt out of his 40-yard dash at his pro day, increase his vertical jump time and everything else look good. Um, we got Isaiah Spiller coming up soon. Um, highly doubt we see a lot of stuff from, you know, Hall and Kenneth Walker. Drake London's supposed to be having a pro day April the 5th, a personal pro day um, outside of USC. So there's still a lot of stuff going on with these rookies. We're not done. People still formulating opinions, comments, and throwing out shitty ranks and not telling you how they got there. Make sure you ask them, how did you rank said player where you have them, right? If they're putting it out there, they're peddling it to you, make sure they show their work, right? Still not done with the rookies. NFL free agency kicks off today or legal tampering period uh, today. But to Jay's point, you know, and, and we talked about it at the beginning, Tom Brady back with Tampa Bay. We also saw some other players find new homes, get new deals, or seem to be on the verge of finding new homes. Uh, the big one for me being here in Dallas, Amari Cooper shipped off for a fifth round pick and a swap of six round picks. Um, it goes to the Browns. I, I don't know how good of a fit that is in Cleveland with Amari's skill set. And, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know what the Cowboys are doing. I don't know. Uh, it, it started with, in 2016, drafting Ezekiel Elliott number four overall. That was probably not a good decision long term. Then we ended up having to pay him, highest paid running back in the NFL, and we can all we can all see that Zeke his best days are behind him, right? I think the best running back on that roster is probably Tony Pollard, but with the money that Zeke is commanding, he's still going to see volume and opportunity. So we got to deal with that. We put the franchise tag on Dalton Schultz. They'll probably end up working up a long-term deal for him as they release Blake Jarwin. Uh, we signed Michael Gallup to a five-year, sixty-two million dollar deal about $12 million a year coming off of an ACL tear. And again, shipping Amari Cooper off to Cleveland uh, for a fifth-round pick, essentially. Um, insane. You know, us, when you play Dynasty, I think we get the idea of these rookie picks, like draft picks, right? Like you're thinking fifth-rounder, shit, that's terrible. Uh, that'd be terrible in Dynasty rookie drafts. And I think for Amari Cooper, it's terrible in the NFL. I mean, I just, I don't know what Dallas is doing. I have no clue. 
this whole thing. Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones is vice president of player personnel. It's just going down the drain, man. This isn't good for Cooper. If anything, it's good for Baker, right? You know, we, we talked about Baker Mayfield. And it, from Cleveland's standpoint, they're saying that they're still looking and exploring quarterback options. If Baker is the starting quarterback for the Browns in 2022, having Amari Cooper on the roster, they've already talked about potentially releasing Jarvis Landry. New England Patriots have interest in Jarvis Landry. Sounds about right. Sounds about New England. Uh, wanting to take a shot on these old wide receivers. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, good for Baker. If he's the starting quarterback, that's an upgrade over Anthony Schwartz, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and an upgrade over Jarvis Landry at this point. They got in David Njoku back. Um, they tendered uh, Dearness Johnson. They got all their running backs back. It's it's truly make-or-break season for Baker Mayfield. Jay, what do you think about the Amari deal for Dallas? I think it makes sense. You know, at the end of the day, for whatever reason, Dallas couldn't make it work from a cap perspective. And Amari was kind of the guy that I think even a lot, even for me, I always viewed him as overpaid. Like when he got that contract with Dallas, you're kind of like, that's a lot, even for Amari Cooper. And, and he's been really good so far. But I think, unfortunately, it's just the market that we have for trading players. If you're trying to trade a vet away, they know it's not because they're a good player and they know it's because you want to dump his salary. And because of that, you don't get a whole lot in return. So even to get a fifth round pick, you know, it doesn't mean a lot. Hopefully they can do something with it to make it worthwhile. But ultimately, they had to dump that salary. Then you see you bring in Michael Gallup for $8 million a year cheaper. And then I still believe there's a possibility that Lyle Collins can be cut, right? That's that's potentially on the uh, chopping block as another cap casualty for the Cowboys. So we'll see what they do. I don't think they're finished by any means. They still have a good roster, plenty of talent. But it's kind of be is what do they do with these draft picks to really supplement what they have? They smashed a home run with Micah Parsons last year. Can they, you know, do it again with another draft pick or two or three to really help that defense play the way it's supposed to? And then maybe even potentially like you've been talking about on Twitter every day, supplementing that wide receiver core with one wide receiver out of Arkansas. Jerry Jones is favorite in the draft, I'm sure. But it's we'll see. Happen. I think there's lots of it's possibilities. Gonna, it's going to don't don't skirt around it, man. If you're going to bring it up, bring it up. I am I'm calling it right now. If Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas, is on the board at 24, he will be a Dallas Cowboy. I, I have no doubt in my body. I I wholeheartedly believe that with everything in my soul. Jerry Jones, for those of you who don't know, Arkansas alum. Major donor and booster to the program, to the university. I, I think he probably loves the University of Arkansas more than he loves the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, he is Arkansas through and through. Got his grandson a scholarship to play football there. He had no business playing quarterback at Arkansas. Grandson's playing quarterback at Arkansas. Felix Jones draft pick. There was rumors long, long time ago. Y'all probably don't even remember, but there was a quarterback out of Matt uh, out of Arkansas named Matt Jones that Jerry Jones reportedly had a lot of interest in him. Thank goodness that didn't come to fruition. But if Traylon Burks is on the board at 24, with them trading Amari Cooper away, with Michael Gallup not even going to be healthy at the beginning of the season, he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy and. As a Cowboys fan, I do not think that is the right move, right? I, I would not be doing fantasy purposes. I would love it. But team-wise, you know, I'm seeing mock drafts where they're passing Tyler Linderbaum to take Traylon Burks in the first. No, you, you, you grab the offensive lineman. You can find another wide receiver in the second. But I believe Jerry will not be able to help himself. And if Traylon is on the board at 24, he will be a Dallas Cowboy in 2022. 
And for fantasy purposes, if that's that's what we're here for, that's what we're talking about, that'd be a hell of an offense with Schultz, with, with CeeDee Lamb, with Michael Gallup, with Traylon Burks. That would be a lot of fun. Dak Prescott have more weapons to throw to, and they would just take the Cincinnati Bengals approach, right? Fuck offensive line. We don't need it, right? We don't need it. We're going to trade, cut Lyle Collins, start Terrence Steele on the right. We've got the corpse of Tyron Smith hanging out on the left-hand side, and we've got an aging future Hall of Famer and Zach Martin playing right guard for us, but it doesn't matter. Just drop back Dak, throw it 50 times a game, and take the Cincinnati Bengals approach. But if Traylon is on the board at 24, you can book it. He will be a Dallas Cowboy. Watch. Watch it happen, man. So so one qu- little thing that broke this morning, and it's it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, is that apparently Devontae Adams informed the Green Bay Packers that he's not going to play under the franchise tag Uh-oh. to really Uh-oh. force – really force Uh-oh. the hand of the Green Bay Packers to give him a deal. So we'll see what ends up happening now because there's two things in play here. There's one, obviously, his contract, but also we haven't found out the details of Rodgers' contract, whether it's been signed and what that potentially could look like. So to think that now Devontae Adams is also holding the Green Bay Packers hostage, it's not good to be a Green Bay Packers front office member right now knowing that you have to negotiate this Aaron Rodgers contract and now apparently being forced to negotiate this Devontae Adams contract because without Rodgers under contract, I don't think that a deal gets done, right? I don't think that it's a guarantee Rodgers comes back if Adams is the one who's saying he's not going to play under the tag because we know Rodgers wants his boy back. And so for Devontae Adams to say this, it just sounds like another... Another point where the players are really saying, like, get this shit done or we're not coming back. When did this when did this happen? Was this was this new this, news? this morning? This is this morning. Wow. Like, I just, that's what I was so, looking up when you were talking. Was someone said in the chat and I was looking it up. But, yeah, it's it was broken this morning that he will not play under the franchise tag. Do so they it's have just, and I don't know. I, do they have the money to pay him, like give him a big long term deal right now? <sighs> I could look it up. But I don't think so. Like, I, I, I am been, not. I'm still, not. I'm not salary cap guy, so I have no clue. Ugh. So I'm asking the question. Maybe somebody in the chat can let us know. Um, do they have do they have the money to do that right now? Um, and if they I did they do have that it now, right? They have to make it. They have to make the room because so we don't know what Rogers' salary is going to be at. Man. Ugh. Ugh. They are. They we'll are. Um, Aaron Rodgers. And he's is... making he's making twenty mil this year, apparently Adams? off that tag. It's like 18 oh, or 20 man. mil off so that tag. So hold on, yeah. hold on. So somebody just said Rodgers will hold out for Devontae. So 100%. Wait. 100%. So, let's just, let's, so has Rodgers signed anything yet? Has he signed no, anything? No, that's the problem. No. So he hasn't signed anything. There's nothing locked up with Rodgers. And now Adams is forcing their hand saying he needs his deal. And you know that he's going to need his deal before Rodgers ever signs because Rodgers won't play for the Packers without Devontae Adams. So that's where this is like extra messy because he's going to demand that, that Adams gets his deal and Adams is going to want his price. And apparently they're really far away in terms of their actual prices. So it's, yeah. Yeah, like Brandon said, they, they're in trouble right now. It's not is, looking too um, good for the Packers. This is, they got to um, make some moves. It's going to be interesting to watch how the Packers maneuver all of this around. Listen, they've got, they've got a win-now team, right? You know, they've got – you got to think they played – I think majority of last season, if not all of the regular season, without one of the best left tackles and David Bakhtiari. Yeah. Um, you add him to the offensive line. They do have a first round pick this year that they probably will not use on a quarterback. So you get a Drake London, a George. Just you need another number two. You need another wide receiver. 
opposite Devontae Adams to take some pressure off of him, to take some pressure off of Aaron Rodgers. They're probably going to lose MVS and Alan Lazard in free agency. We talked about it last yeah. week. Uh, um, in Dynasty, I think a very good stash right now is Josiah DeGuara, their tight end. Uh, probably going to be their starting tight end. Robert Tanyan is a free agent. This is this is interesting. It's going to – I didn't know that. Got a little bit of breaking news here. We'll see how this uh, how this plays out. Now, who else? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins back with the Vikings, right? Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Dude, I saw somebody post his contract earnings, his one-year deals, <laughs> one-year fully. I, I know the final number was $230 million guaranteed. If we just go back in time to, what was that, the 2011-2012 NFL draft where Robert Griffin and, and Andrew Luck were part of that draft class, and then the at the, at the time the Washington Redskins, now the Washington Commanders, uh, took Kirk Cousins, I believe, in the third round after taking Robert Griffin the third in the first round. If we go back in that time capsule, I would have never have imagined that Kirk Cousins is the one that would still be in the league and have accumulated $230 million in career earnings. Uh, kudos to Kirk Cousins and his agent for just securing the bag year after year with these one-year $30 million guaranteed deals. Cousins, great job. I mean, when you talk about masterclass in negotiation and contract manipulation, Kirk Cousins should have a class at Harvard to just talk about how to finesse CEO Fortune 500 companies, a.k.a. Dan Snyder in the Washington franchise. Great job by Captain Kirk. How you like that? That's how you like that. That is that is masterclass for Cousins. You talked about a, a, a player who signed that I didn't see that kind of was swept under the rug, but I think it's pretty damn good for redraft and still a little bit of dynasty value there. You want to talk about Arizona signing? Yeah, so for people who didn't catch this last night was Arizona actually re-signed their tight end, Zach Ertz. And what I didn't know, Ray, is that so he was traded between weeks six and seven. And when he went to Arizona, he had 81 targets, 56 receptions, and three touchdowns for, I believe, 560 yards. But what's crazier about that is that people are going to fade him in fantasy, but he was tight end four from weeks. Uh, to be fair, he didn't have a bye week, so that may play into it a little bit. But from week seven on, he was tight end four in fantasy football. And that's, you know, that's not bad. Like, Zach Ertz is no slouch. People wanted him gone because of Dallas Goddard, and they wanted to see him thrive in Philadelphia. But it doesn't mean that Zach Ertz is a bad tight end. I think he showed that. We'll see what happens with Hopkins and, you know, Christian Kirk being gone. But I think, you know, Rondell Moore, we'll see. But there's a very real possibility that Zach Ertz is the number two option in Arizona. And we know that team throws a ton. So to see 81 targets in, you know, basically 11 games – that's a pretty solid sample size, and pro and even if, if you prorate that over a whole year, that's a hundred targets. And if we get a hundred target tight end in the tenth, eleventh plus round in startup drafts for sure, yeah. and then in redraft, you know he'll be a late tight end. I think he's a guy I'll probably be targeting because I didn't even realize he was that good on Arizona. And again, three years, thirty-two million dollars. That's a pretty sizable commitment for a tight end. Three years, and thirty-two million. That's what he got. He's getting about ten a year. Yeah. And you think about he, I believe he's 32 or 33 years old. I don't remember exactly. Maybe he's not quite that old, but I know he's a little bit older. So to commit that to a tight end, that's that's good money. And he was yeah. he was good in that offense. You think about the whole offseason, more acclimated to the system to be that good. If he's the number two, he will be very good in that offense. So well, it's surprising Mar to see that. Marlon, Marlon's, see that Marlon's questioning you. I mean, who's who else is the number two? If Kirk is gone, I mean, yeah. Who, who They'd else have to bring someone in, I think. They'd have to bring somebody in. It'd be Nuke, and then it'd be Zach Ertz. I mean, he was yeah. fantastic. Say what you want 
about the, and I think that's one of the things in Dynasty and fantasy in general, you get this disdain, you get this bad taste in your mouth over a player, but when you look at what he did from the time that he that he was traded to Arizona, I mean, he was a plug-and-play starter week in and week out, and at 31 years old, there's still there's still something there. I'm not saying I'm, we're not advocating go out there and make massive deals for Zach Ertz, but when you're talking about a win now roster, especially two tight end leagues, tight end premium leagues, at the price point that it's going to cost you to get Zach Ertz and dynasty startups, I have no clue where the hell he's going. But I would assume outside of the first ten rounds of a dynasty startup draft, you get a 31 year old tight end that just signed a three year deal. Um, yeah, I, I like him. I mean, he was a focal point of that offense without DeAndre Hopkins. Even with A.J. Green, I think he was on a one-year deal in Arizona. Christian yeah. Kirk maybe out of the door. Rondell, uh, I love him. <laughs> we'll see. Rondell, we shall see. I don't know. I'm not going to – I have no strong feeling how that's going to play out. Uh, the Zach Ertz deal, um, yeah, super dope, super dope. Now, j- one – other, I guess, big piece of news that happened uh, over over the past weekend or since we last uh, did the show on Thursday is the grand jury uh, in the Deshaun Watson uh, sexual assault case uh, decided not to press charges. So no criminal charges for current Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. We're not going to clearly we're all adults here that no charges does not mean innocent. We're not talking about the legality and, and everything that happened. We're just looking at it from a football standpoint and what this means for Deshaun Watson. What this means for Deshaun Watson is, I mean, no criminal charges. Will he be suspended because of the shield and, uh, you know, disrespect of whatever they call it, right? Conduct detrimental to the shield, maybe four or six games. I have no clue. He sat out all last season. All we know is he's not going to face criminal charges. Therefore, teams are sniffing around and doing their due diligence to figure out a way to acquire his services. And right now, based on the last reports that I've seen, it's between Carolina and the Saints. Now, kind of out of sight, out of mind, and we talked about this in the Discord the other day, Jay. After the 2020 season, I vividly remember, like January, February of that year, um, going into that Super Bowl, the conversation was Patrick Mahomes as QB1, and Deshaun Watson is QB2 in Dynasty. And I believe it was February of or March of 2021 where all of the uh, allegations, uh, you know, all of, all of the Deshaun Watson news started to break. And then it was like, oh, my God, like, look what's about to happen. He's about to be out of the league. But right after the 2020 season, Deshaun Watson was viewed by many, many, many of peoples as the quarterback two in Dynasty. And let's just go through what Watson did in that COVID uh, weird year where there's no training camp, no nothing. The Texans were supposed to be awful. 70% completion percentage. Played all 16 games, right? 70% completion percentage. 4,800 passing yards in that season. Uh, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. 33 touchdowns, 7 picks. And he also gave you 90 carries for 444 yards. Uh, on the ground, uh, just incredible type season. And you might think, man, uh, you know, he had he had all these all these all these weapons to throw to. He had all these players, all these you know DeAndre Hopkins. No, 
He did not. His leading receiver was Brandon Cooks, who had 1150. And then it was Will Fuller and Randall Cobb and Jordan Atkins and Kiki QT. Those were his leading receivers in 2020 when he threw for a bajillion yards, which is just, again, I, I'm looking at this, Jay, and I'm like, how did he do it, man? Like, how, how did you the mention hell? that he uh, did you mention that he led the league in receiving that or in passing that year with yeah, those well, receiving? No, I, did, I didn't. I didn't even mention that he 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 led the league in passing. I vividly yeah. remember where he is. So my question to the group yesterday was, where does Deshaun Watson slide in now amongst the dynasty ranks? We've had conversations back and forth. Top dynasty quarterbacks: Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Normally, your consensus top three followed by a Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Let's just say those are your top six. Does Deshaun Watson immediately slide back in at 26 years old, having sat out football for a year, does he immediately slide back into that top five for you? And who are you kicking 100%. out? 100%. Burrow. Whoever whoever okay. was at five is now not at five anymore. Um, it's 100% Watson. And it's just because you see what he can do from on the ground with his arm. The talent's been there from the time he was at Clemson. And we had conversations about, is he a top five quarterback back then? And I believe we almost had him in top three because Josh Allen wasn't quite there yet. Justin Herbert wasn't quite there yet. And so for me, I think it's easily like from what we've seen from Watson, he was a top five quarterback on the Texans. And so if you put him on Carolina, even if you put him on New Orleans, I think there's a very real possibility he could be not quite pushing for for QB one, but I mean, he'll probably make his case in his first season and then coming into year two, he may be a top three quarterback. So I think there's still value to be had. And you know, if you're drafting now, I think once you see Burrow go off the board, you should be targeting Deshaun Watson. I still think he's probably better than Burrow, but if you want to take Burrow over him, I can't really knock you because he's been in the system. He's obviously been playing, playing extremely well, but once you get, you know, even past Lamar and, and you know, Kyler Murray, I'm just kind of like, Ooh. I think I'd rather have Watson because I've seen wow. it, you know, and, Bruning saying, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm well, fine with that. Jordan Backer I'm said the same that. thing. JB, director of analytics at Destination Debbie, he flat out said he's putting him at QB3 over Herbert, and it's not even close uh, for him. Man. I, I'm fine I, with listen, it, man. I think, it's, I think it's earned. He's been so who are the So who are the another five? Another level. Who are the five? Allen Mahomes, right? They're in the five. Allen Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Watson. Herbert. Herbert. And who do you take, Burrow, Lamar, or Kyler? I'd probably take Burrow. I'd probably take Burrow. Burrow over Lamar. Yeah. I think I'd take Burrow over Lamar. But I tend to lean towards passing quarterbacks over rushing quarterbacks. It's just kind of the way I've always okay. played. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to – I won't argue any of it. I, I, think, I think those are your top six, seven. Right, which yeah, which just goes sure. back that like like hear me out, man. And this goes back to the 2022 quarterback class or even the 2023 quarterback class, which everybody keeps telling you 2023 is awesome, right? And now I'm already starting to see rumblings of oh, it really isn't that good. But if those are your top seven, right? Think if those are your top seven dynasty quarterbacks. None of those guys are over the age of what 27 years old. None of them. They're yeah. all 20, 26, 25, right? And then right outside of that top seven, you still have players like Dak Prescott. You still have players like uh, Jalen Hurts. You still have the Trey Lances who may ascend. You still have a Trevor Lawrence. You still have Justin Fields that may ascend. Like it, the quarterback landscape in Dynasty 
is pretty much gridlocked for the next five years. It's it's gridlocked. So when you're looking at Malik Willis, when you're looking at Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral in your baseline threshold for should I draft him is can they be top five? I, I don't know who's cracking the top five. Even next year, if you think Bryce Young is going to come in and crack top five quarterback status, I've got news for you. It's not fucking happening. It's not happening. I love C.J. Stroud. That is my quarterback one in 2023. He ain't sniffing top five right out the gate. I, I don't. It's gridlock, man. Your 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 baseline for looking at starting quarterbacks or upside ceiling in the NFL. And I get it. Some people may be like, "Oh, well, we didn't think Herbert." These guys aren't. They don't have that level of juice in the arm, right? I think you're starting at like QB8, QB9, and below, you know? So can Malik be top five? I mean, maybe. Can he be top? I think top 12 is what you need to be looking at. Like, can he can he ascend inside that top 12? And I think the answer to that question, if all the stars align, we get all of that, I say yes. I, I, I do believe that's a possibility. But when you're just, when you're truly looking at what's at the top of the quarterback landscape, for fantasy football purposes, man, that's a hard threshold to, to break into. And I can't foresee any quarterback over the next couple of years usurping Mahomes, Allen, Watson, Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, Murray. I don't see it happening, man. Trey Lance, in my it, for me, is the one that I think could get up there because of how prolific he is running the ball. But man, outside of that, you need to. We need to readjust the threshold for what we're looking for these quarterbacks to become at the next level. But Deshaun Watson, I'm with you, man. New Orleans, that would be nasty. Uh, Carolina, I, I just right now I just don't trust Matt Rule and what's going on in Carolina. Yeah. Um, so New Orleans for me would be. I would love to see him there with Michael Thomas with Kamara. Uh, depending on what they would have to give up, I, I'm going to assume that they would have to lose, you know, that first round pick. They would have to trade that away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what else they would have to give up. You know, maybe the the defensive end Davenport. I, I don't know if they'd have to give him up. But if I'm Houston, maybe yeah. I want some young assets. I want your first round pick. I want Marcus Davenport. Maybe they trade. Like I, I don't know what New Orleans would have to give up, but that would be an awesome fit for Deshaun Watson. And I'm with you. I think he's top five immediately. Uh, pretty easy, man. Yeah, and the other point um, that I brought up to you pre-show is I think that there's a possibility that wherever Watson goes, he brings Brandon Cooks with him because there's already been talks of Brandon Cooks also being on the trade block. And for people who forget, Brandon Cooks was drafted by the Saints in the first round, right? So that could be another type of reunion where you bring back Brandon Cooks to the Saints system that he's familiar with. And again, that's an easier player to add to your roster than it is to add another wide receiver who has to learn the whole system. And we know they need a wide receiver too at some point. The the interesting thing about that is, is it was really Michael Thomas who kicked Brandon Cooks out of town because he took over as a number one while Cooks was still there. And then that made Cooks upset. So it'd be interesting to see how that may play out. And I kind of want to see it, but Watson is seemingly going to be going to either New Orleans or Carolina. There are other teams in the mix, but he's saying he's taking interviews with these teams before he even decides to waive his no trade clause. Yep. And another point that, that, I, that I caught yesterday was that now Kirk Cousins has a no trade clause as well. There was talks of him potentially, yeah, him potentially being traded this offseason, but now with his new extension, he has a no trade clause. So it's interesting to see how some of these players are dictating their offseason. Like he may kind of hamstring 
the Texans to some degree is they may want all of these pieces, but if he says, I want to go to New Orleans no matter what, I'm not going to Carolina, What did, where does that leave the Texans? Because the Saints know they that he wants to go there and they're, he's going to be their guy. It just comes down to for what's the price ultimately. Yeah. But I think the Saints is the best fit. And the real question is, is with Watson, can the Saints challenge the new look Bucks with Tom Brady back on the roster? All right, that's a great segue because let's let's just get to Brady and just talk about this. Um, we had a conversation about a year ago on the Black Box Show. So over the summer, Jay and I did something where we just talked about regular stuff, like whatever we want to talk about, and we talked about our five, our top five. Did we say most impactful or just our Mount Rushmore? And I know Mount Rushmore. We had different criteria, but yeah, I know Mount Rushmore only has four heads, but we're going top five athletes, any sport of all time that could be impactful on the field, game changers. You left Tom Brady off your Mount Rushmore, our five headed Mount Rushmore of all time athletes. And I thought you were asinine for doing that. Do you feel differently based on what he did this past season? Coming back for year 23, do you feel different? And give the people who your top five are. Do you remember who your top five were? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Top five, top five athletes of all time. Impactful for the sport. Don't try to be biased and give it. I believe it was. I believe it was. No, no, no. I believe it was MJ, LeBron, Serena, Tiger, and Steph, right? Yes, you did have Steph in the top five. Yes, you did have yes. Steph in the top Steph, five. Steph was my wild card. Now, that was wild. Was three point record this year, so yep. I still feel good about my Steph pick. But my my reasoning behind these top five goats, as we called it in our segment, was more so the individual aspect of what they do. And while I love Tom Brady, I just think that football is such a game of team sport. He is great on his own. He's, I believe, he has more Super Bowl victories than any franchise which is just wild but for me left them off you left them off i left them off goats i did leave them off i did leave them off because i believe that the player the people that i discussed ahead of him have done more on and off the court and that was part of my criteria for a goat um what they do in the community and i even left out kobe bryant kobe bryant could have easily made my list as well and and for the same reasoning that i had some of the other guys on there um for me it's kind of about how they change the game i don't really believe tom brady changed the game all that much but that's just my criteria and why I left him off. He could easily slot in at six or seven. For me, he's not quite there, but I don't, I understand if you feel differently, that's okay with me because I love Steph Curry. I think that he's going to do amazing things throughout his entire career. And that's why for me, while it was premature, and I admitted that on the show, I think that for me, he would be up there. Man, this is a good one. And neither of us said Jackie yeah. Robinson. This is a good one, right? I think for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sitting here poo-pooing yours. I know for sure my top five goats in in it. Here's my thing. I it's it's I can't I can't put Jim Brown in the conversation because yeah. I, I wasn't even I wasn't even in my dad's nutsack at the time Jim Brown was playing. Right. Like that was way, 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 way before me. Like I'm just talking about from what I was what I've been able to experience. One hundred percent. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. Right, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods. I think those four for just about every that should, in my opinion, Brady, Serena, MJ, Tiger have to be in your top five. Like they have to be in your top five. Now, I too will get a little spicy because I think there's an argument to be made, and we need to get in the box. But I think there's an argument to be made 
for Michael Phelps to be inside the top five, what he did as an Olympian uh, completely changed the way that common folks even looked at swimming, right, as a competitive sport, what Michael Phelps was able to do. Kind of an off-the-wall one, but I think, too, he was at the height of his career. There's been no... There's, I don't believe there's a more dominant athlete in their respective sport than what Usain Bolt did for, for track and field. Every time Usain Bolt, for those, what is it, three Olympics, two Olympics that he participated in, yeah. every time he was on TV, I mean, it was must watch. Like, I can't, I can't tell you track and field schedules, but when Usain Bolt was running and how he just, I mean, when you talk about just domination and destruction, when he's laughing, running across the finish line, breaking world records, night after event after event after event, I thought Usain Bolt definitely uh, deserves some talk to be in there. There were a couple of soccer players that we talked about. Um, LeBron yeah, Ronaldo James, and Messi are, in the, are yeah. in the comments, of course. And, comments. and I get it, right? Don't 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 hear we're not saying a lot of it too is based off of the sports and we watch Wayne Gretzky, and, we do. and Wayne Gretzky so, did come up. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky was one hundred percent in there, right? But yeah. I, for me. Like when you're just talking about just dominating, man, and there's probably baseball players we're leaving off. I think it's Gretzky. I like Usain Bolt a lot. I just, for me and what I watched, watching what he did in the 100 meter dash, in the 200 meter dash against the best in the world, one on one. There's, there's no, there's no seven game series. You, you got to make it happen in that moment. Just insanely dominant athlete, man. It's hard. Yeah, it's no, hard. 100%. It's hard, it's, man. We probably named off what thirty people in our initial discussion about it, and we're just like, you know, yeah. everyone has a case, and you kind of just make your case for each guy. And I get if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Like we didn't even bring up Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton's like the greatest F one driver of all time. Again, individual sport and the yeah, I'm not type put, of I'm not putting I'm not putting fucking Lewis Hamilton again. It's but his his dominance and it's unfortunate I, that he yes, did lose to Max Verstappen yes. this year. But his dominance was definitely unprecedented in a new era of F one, right, where it's more competitive than ever. All right, all right. So Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brady's back. Everyone shares back through the moon, right? Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski probably coming back. If Leonard Fournette, you know Leonard Fournette's a free agent, so he's got the option to either go get the bag or chase the ring. Leonard Fournette, he comes back, stock through the roof. I don't believe Ronald Jones is coming back, so Keyshawn Vaughn, there's a potential for him. What are you thinking about just the 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 outlook of Tampa Bay? Let me just look up how good Tom Brady was last year. Let me just see Tom Brady's stats from last season. How was he good last year? Was Tom Brady? Did he lead the league in passing? Oh no, it was Justin Herbert who led the uh, league in passing uh, last year. Tom Brady's thinking second. He threw the ball 719 times, 5,316 yards, 43 touchdowns, and six interceptions. His second Oof. most touchdowns in his career. Uh, he hadn't thrown this many since, Jesus, man, 07 when he had 50. 07, I was still an undergrad, man. I was still like two years away from graduating college. I was still playing college football when Tom Brady hit <sighs> – Man, what does this do? I mean, what are you doing with Tampa Bay right now? Mike Evans has life. Chris Godwin, they're probably going to sign him to a long-term deal. Gronk, Leonard Fournette. I would love, for selfish reasons, for Tampa Bay to draft Brees Hall. For selfish reasons, take him at the back of the first. Take Brees Hall, 
give Bruce Arians his true David Johnson and let him run wild in that offense if they if they don't pay Leonard Fournette. How good – what are you thinking about Tampa Bay at this point in time, man? I think that for me, and, and like you said, for selfish reasons, I got fantasy teams with Rob Gronkowski on it. And so I'm happy that for sure Gronk's going to be back. And Leonard Fournette probably going to be back as the uh, number one back in Tampa Bay. And I think that backfield kind of almost gets short up a little bit. They can let Ronald Jones walk. Leonard Fournette comes back. Now he's not going to be looking for a new team. But we'll see. Maybe he won't come back. And they will have to draft a running back or kind of make a decision with that spot. But I just think that knowing Brady, he will want a guy he's very familiar with and he will do whatever it takes to get Leonard back on the roster. And that's good for everyone who has him. But for the Bucs, I mean, like you said, stock back up. Mike Evans was kind of going down a little bit because, again, who's his quarterback going to be? Kyle Trask? No, thank you. Chris Godwin, same issue. And then we'll see. But ultimately, this elevates every single player on that offense and elevates the entire team up to being championship contenders again. And that's a good thing for fantasy. It's a good thing for everyone involved. Every Bucks fan should be super excited again. And I think Tom Brady should probably be another top 10 quarterback. Can he be top five without Chris Godwin? We'll see because ultimately the first month and a half, two months of the season, there will be opportunity, whether it's Tyler Johnson or whoever yeah. the hell they end up bringing yeah. in to be that wide no. receiver too. We're not going to do the not, Tyler Johnson thing again. Good. We're not going to do Tyler. No, we're not going to do Tyler Johnson again. We're not going to do that. Um, but someone has to be that too. And we don't know who that is yet, I don't think. But but there's value there if we well, can they, find it. They, I think they have their full allotment of draft picks. I'm not I don't believe they traded any away. So, mm-hmm. you know, they could they can go out and get they're, they're gonna do whatever Tom Brady says. Like ultimately, yeah. the same way that LeBron controls who plays with him, it's gonna be Tom Brady. So if Tom Brady think about this. What if Tom Brady says go get DJ Chark? Or go get Allen Robinson. Yeah. Or go get, yeah. um, you know, one of these free agent wide receivers who, Juju Smith Schuster. What? That's. Yep. Juju Smith Schuster in in Tampa Bay as operating as the number three, right? Small deal. Come to Tampa Bay. Some familiarity. I think he's got a. I don't know if Juju was there. I don't know if Arians was in Pittsburgh when Juju was there, but I'm sure connections and talking about it. But. They need another wide receiver going into the season because Chris Godwin will not be there. Godwin's not going to be there to start the season, I don't believe. Maybe. I'm not a damn medical professional either. They say nine, nine, ten months for ACL recovery, and he was hurt in 2021. Like, what was it, like December-ish time? November, Yeah, December. November, December. So, so I think should... that he could be on track to be healthy by September. But again, with ACLs, it usually takes a year to kind of come back. So we'll see. You know, it could be mid-season, could be, you know, back end of the season. For the playoffs, he should be fine, right? He should be pretty much ramped up, playing again. But I think for the regular season, we can't have our expectations too high. Yes, Brady is there, but he needs to be on the field and he needs to be playing well. And we just can't confirm that until we kind of see him ramp up and look good as far as Chris Godwin's concerned. But I'm excited for him because I was worried him not having a quarterback. I really wanted them to switch teams knowing Brady wasn't coming back. But now that Brady is back, I'm happy to see Godwin's got a quarterback because I think he's just a supremely talented wide receiver, right? Who can do great things, you know, next to Mike Evans, who's also super talented in his own right, even though I always poo-poo on him a little bit because I don't like him. But uh, Brady being back, the Bucks being back, I'm curious to see how this impacts the defense and the kind of free agents now they can command having Brady back. That's going to be a big, a big boost for them, right? Knowing that today they are going to start negotiating with free agents. Who are they bringing in? What yeah, quarterbacks is- are they bringing in? Who are they targeting like? I think there's a I, lot of ramifications from this move. I also think, um, you know, 
I'm seeing mock drafts where cornerbacks are mocked to him, but if they bring back Carlton yeah. Davis, that serves a need. Listen, the, the thing that plagued Tampa Bay towards the end of last season, especially in that Rams game, was protection against Brady and not having somebody else to throw to. So if I'm Tampa Bay, you know, maybe maybe the prudent move is to shore up that offensive line because they did lose their center, correct? Was it Ali Marpet that decided that He's retired? Guard. guard. Okay, Marpet retired. Yeah. Some One of them. I think it was Ali Marpet. But yeah, he retired. And then I know that, you know, they had Tristan Wirfs and he had the ankle sprain, which limited to him in the Rams game. But you can never have enough offensive line help. I, I think they're going to be a player in the free agent market. We'll see how that plays out today, tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have some news by like Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, some some good juicy free agent wide receiver landing spots. But I don't think Tampa Bay is out of the wide receiver market and they do have their full allotment of draft picks. They picked 27. Um, then they've got a uh, second round 59 pick, third round 91 overall. So they've got, you know, three top 100 picks. Um, they got their fourth, fifth, and two seventh round picks in this draft class. So plenty of of draft capital to make some moves happen. This is great, man. Those, those people who drafted Tom Brady in the final rounds of Dynasty startup drafts this year just off of a whim that he comes back and plays. My question to you, Jay, it didn't, what I didn't hear, what I did not hear was I'm giving it one last shot, right? I'm, I'm coming back for one last hurrah. He just said my heart's still in play. Could we see Brady play for a couple of years? Like, could it be he's back for a couple of years, or do you think this is a one-year deal? I do think there's a possibility, right? I believe that his contract, though, is up at the end of this year. But the, like you said, the biggest thing that his message said was, I have unfinished business. We have unfinished business as a team, the Buccaneers, because they didn't win the Super Bowl. And, and I think that that's part of it, right? He had the opportunity to go out on top. He chose to come back. And when, when everything came down to it, he didn't look so good. They didn't look so good as a team. They came so close, obviously, in the end um, against the Rams. But they just couldn't quite get it done. And so Brady has unfinished business. He wants to go out on top. Like Peyton Manning did, I'm sure that kind of bothers him just a little bit. Peyton Manning went out with a Super Bowl. Brady he could did. have done that, but he chose he chose to go another direction. And so now he's got unfinished business. Do I think he plays till he wins? I mean, I doubt it well, because who's, well, who's the favorite? In, who's the favorite in the NFC right now? You still got you got to go give the benefit of the doubt to the Rams, right? They don't even get their yeah. Super Bowl champs. They're the Super Bowl. I champs. think it's just the Rams, though. I don't think that anyone Bay. is head and shoulders. But Green, head and shoulders Green above. Bay. Tampa? I'm not. I'm not saying head and shoulders, but when you're talking about the top teams in the NFC, I do believe it's it's yeah, hundred percent, right, hundred percent. Didn't the Giants make a move recently? Did the Giants? Did I dream this? The New York Giants? I think they did. Didn't they make a move? I, I mean, they the... restructured Sterling Shepard's contract. If you're talking about that, they need to free no, up some cap space. No, um, no. Evan Ingram is on the they... chopping block. I don't. I, I don't know. They, if they made, made a move, man. I'm tripping. Then shit. Maybe I, I don't know about a splash move. Did you? I... Did you like think? Did you confuse them with the Isaiah McKenzie re-signing to Buffalo? Maybe you know the know, red, white, man. and blue colors. I don't know. I don't know. So, so Shane said Green Bay is a hot mess. They're a hot mess, but as long as they got Aaron Rodgers, they got a shot, right? As long as Aaron yeah. Rodgers is back. Um, they've got a shot. Uh, Ray was up in the clouds for that dream. I thought they, I thought the Giants did something. There was some Giants-related news that maybe I missed, and it was, it was more than um, yeah, Saquon maybe it wasn't rumors. A Saquon trade. You know? 
Did you oh dream a Saquon trade to your Cowboys for Zeke Elliott? Maybe I don't know. I like, would love that. What, uh, what did you see? <laughs> ultimately, you ultimately, this is good news for Evans. It's good news for Tampa Bay, and it's fun. Tom Brady's the ultimate competitor. I don't think there's any way he's bad again. He looked. It was weird. Like he just went out. Like he went out on that L. Do they have a shot yeah. to win the Super Bowl? I know I saw some odds where they were plus twenty two hundred pre Tom Brady, and now they're plus eight hundred. So. 22 to 1. If you got those odds for Tampa Bay to win the Super That's Bowl, a swing. now it's 8 to 1 odds for them to win the Super Bowl. This is the week. Like, we get all excited for the NFL draft, which is awesome. But here's, here's the week that we're going to see some teams really position themselves because there are some nice free agent wide receivers out there. Let's pay attention to the Sharks, the Jujus, the Allen Robinsons. Let's see where these guys end up. And we're, uh, here's, what I, here's the charge to everybody. I want to see, these are the players that I want to see in Dynasty Trades, because this Wednesday, we are going to do the Dynasty Trade Show live. We're just going to go Dynasty Trades. I want to see Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson Trades. I want to know what you're giving up or you're selling Deshaun Watson for. I need to know. We want to talk about this on the show. Deshaun Watson, did you want to see some Russell Wilson Trades? Yeah, of course. people are doing with Wilson, what what they're doing with Jerry Judy, you know, that kind of, those kind of guys. yeah, no, I think that's good. And then potentially even Cooper deals, right? Are you trading for him? Oh, Cooper? yeah. Cooper, he's Cooper. another guy who's – how do you feel about him in Cleveland? What's his value at? Because all of us think it's going down, and it probably is, but maybe the right owner would sell for a reasonable price. Like maybe yeah. you get him, Mark Cooper, for on the cheap, right? And so I'm curious to see what people are doing, the moves they're making. And then, Ray, before we get out of here, one point I did want to make, you talked about pro days. So this week on Wednesday, people who aren't paying attention, it's Georgia's pro day and Pitt's pro day. So we'll see, you know, Zamir White, we'll see James Cook, and then we'll see Kenny Pickett for his pro day this week, uh, unless for some reason they're doing individual pro days. But the team pro days are on Wednesday. Those are the major ones of consequence this week for people paying attention. So you will see some Zamir White, maybe run, maybe test a little bit. Obviously, see him running routes. James Cook, same deal. And then uh, George Pickens as well. And then Kenny Pickett's pro day is also on Wednesday. So that's kind of the major uh, headlines as far as rookies that we care about. Some smaller schools obviously have pro days every day, but those are the two major ones on Wednesday. Spiller's pro day is the 22nd of March. So he's got another week to uh, to heal whatever was going on with him. I'm seeing Barkley to Arizona, Barkley to Tampa Bay, Barkley to a contender. Yeah, I, I think this is, oh, we got a trade. Just traded Cooper for 2024 first and a 2024 second. I don't hate it. I don't, don't mind it. it. I don't mind I don't it. it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we already talked about the Gallup. Uh, listen, I don't, I'm not. We're not talking about the Dallas Cowboys right now. <laughs> we're not. I don't feel. Oh, Kevin Harris on Thursday. Good one, Kevin Harris. Okay. Tap in, big Kevin Harris. South Carolina pro day on Thursday. So, uh, oh shit, here we go, Jordan. <laughs> when are you? Running? The fact that Jordan Davis would smoke me in a 40 yard dash, it doesn't instill a lot of confidence from old from old GQ. But yeah, so tomorrow, what are we gonna do tomorrow? We're gonna do the uh, mock draft review. We're gonna look at Brewers. You want to do Brewers, right? You want to do yeah. Danes, or we'll see if something drops today. Mock draft review uh, tomorrow. Dynasty Trade Show live on Wednesday and Thursday. I think we're gonna do uh, rookie mock draft 7.0 after a lot of the dust is settled. Deshaun Watson trades. Post them in the YouTube comments. We appreciate you tapping in. Prize picks. Use the promo code Wake Up. Subscribe to the show. Thumbs up. Y'all have a wonderful. Wonderful Monday, and uh, what's happening tomorrow? We love y'all. We out of this thing. Peace.